This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. My name is Alec, and thanks for coming to this talk on how we doubled our incomes with the podcast producer Mastermind. So who knows what a mastermind is? Show of hands. Okay, cool. Almost everybody. So the um, topic of Masterminds comes from Think and Grow Rich, which is a book that was written in 1937 by Napoleon Hill. And Andrew Carnegie gave him money to write it because Carnegie attributed all of his wealth and success to his Mastermind Alliance, as he called it. So, by the way, we have a fresh from Amazon copy of Think and Grow Rich that we need to, we're going to give away to somebody. We don't know how we're going to give it away, but we'll figure that out as we go. Maybe if someone is really, like, engaged. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But so, I read Think and Grow Rich maybe in 2017. I was 27 and just feeling totally lost and kind of unsure in my career, coming out of music doing the freelance solopreneur audio thing, audio video, trying to find my lane. And I had heard in the book that a mastermind was really important. And it kind of came to me and went in one ear and out the other. But later, when COVID hit and things were kind of even worse, I stumbled upon the Six Figure Home Studio. And that is a podcast that is now called the Six Figure Creative. But they were talking about masterminds as well. And so I was like, I got to do this mastermind thing. So I reached out in the Six Figure Home Studio and said, hey, guys, I'm trying to find a podcast producer mastermind. Do you guys want to form one? We called it Mesmerize. I do graphics, so I made a little logo there to entice them. And these three people here answered. And we are from all over the country, and we are now best friends. So it's been two years that we've been working together. And all of our income has more than doubled working together. And so we wanted to share with you guys kind of how you can form your own, how we run our meetings, and lastly, all the things that we directly can tie to our discussions in our mastermind that doubled our income. So we're going to give you guys real numbers. It's not going to be that thing when we're tiptoeing and dancing around it. We're going to make sure we're all transparent here. So without further ado, I'll go last, but I'd like to pass the mic to my buddy, Nick. Hello, my name is Nick Chamberlain and I sell podcasts and podcast accessories. No, just kidding. Hey, what's up? <laughs> so I'm from Austin, Texas, and I am the owner and founder of Every Word Media. It is a full service uh, podcast production company. And we serve right now business owners um, to Instagram influencers, to publishing companies and some nonprofit organizations. So I have a lot of fun doing that. And I got started in the podcast industry in 2014, originally as an audio engineer for a nonprofit organization called Catholic Answers in San Diego. And there I would engineer 10 hours of live radio per week. And then we would, I would repurpose that into podcast episodes. And then throughout the years, um, we developed two podcasts. So from 2014 to 2021, 
I would edit and produce from 15 to 20 podcast episodes uh, a week. So a lot of podcast editing then. And then in 2018, I started to do some audio freelancing to bring in more income because I had a wife and two kids and we lived in San Diego and needed some more money. So then we're doing, I was doing all things audio from mixing and mastering bands to being on the film set to holding the boom, being a boom operator to um, helping some people, people with their podcasts. And then I niched down just to podcast production in 2020. And uh, that's when I met you all. And let's just fast forward a little bit to 2021. I went to my first podcast movement conference in Nashville. And that's when I decided I want to be in the podcast industry. Everyone in the podcast industry is so nice and so kind. And I was like, that's why, what I want to do. And so if it wasn't for Alec, Fela, and John, I wouldn't be here today. So, yep. Nice to meet y'all. And, yep, a father of two and a baby number three, ready to be born in December. So, <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Fela Davis. I own uh, One of One Productions podcast studio. Uh, well, studio in general. Um, out of Fort Lee, New Jersey. Um, our clients include... Um, Ebony Magazine podcast, um, iHeartRadio, some Black Effect network stuff, um, and voiceover as well. We do out of the um, out of the the studio. Um, I have a 20 year career as an audio engineer, so um, this was kind of a a transition as well. <laughs> About three years ago, um, I was out on the road with an eight-time Grammy Award winner, Christian McBride, jazz bassist. So I was engineering all over the place, and I wanted to have a central place. And uh, the studio, since we had a bunch of gear from me already going out and doing stuff in audio, uh, we decided, me and my other business partner, to combine and put it in one spot. And uh, now we have, you know, with, with one of one production studios, now we're doing like audio kits, one and two person audio kits, because during the, the uh, pandemic, uh, people couldn't come to our studio because we're so close to New York City. So, you know, we, I started another flow of, of income um, and then also being able to make more clients remote and working with all of these other um, entities and businesses and, and podcasting. And I came across Alex's um, post because I think I, I was on another panel with Graham, oh. yeah, Chris Graham, <laughs> um, at another conference. And I saw the post from Alex. I was like, well, why not? You know, um, I nobody has 30 years of experience in podcasting. Like, I, I have ex a lot of experience in audio, yes, but I still knew I, I needed other people around me. And the good thing was is that we're all from different parts of the country, as you see on the map. So it's a good way to know what's going on inside, you know, not just through a magazine or a newsletter, but also, like, personally, how we all are, like, running our, our businesses. So uh, that's how I came across the podcast uh, Mastermind. Sweet. On to John. My name is John. Uh, I am the owner of Wayfair Recording Company based out of South Bend, Indiana. For those who know Pete Buttigieg or Notre Dame, that's usually like what I say and they're all like, oh yeah, cool. Um, 
Yeah, I uh, just run a business and we focus on crafting and developing and just making really good elevated style podcasts uh, for uh, business leaders and thought leaders. So I've been saying that a lot this week and people are like, oh yeah, branding. And it's thought like, leaders? Right, thought leaders. There's what were you saying a lot this week? Thought leaders. Oh, okay. Yeah. And people are like, oh yeah, branding. It's like, yeah, just branding through podcasting. Um, and if people already have a podcast, I'll also help out with like post-production work. That's kind of like how I started, uh, starting out with editing. And then I started doing mixing and mastering. And then it was adding publishing. And then it was crafting and consulting and that's kind of what I'm doing now because now it's a big full team of people not just me so yeah well, go ahead. Yeah, I was saying eat the mic but oh yeah <laughs> yeah and I said I don't do that yeah can everybody hear in the back okay cool okay cool okay yeah eat it cool eat it yeah I told John I would make him eat the microphone so yeah I will go last but not least here. My name is Alec, and I have a brick-and-mortar podcast studio in Memphis, Tennessee. And anybody from Tennessee out there? Woo! Nice. All right, cool. So, yeah, I have a brick-and-mortar studio there and basically help thought leaders as well record video podcasts, help a lot of companies record podcasts, and do all things production. But we kind of focus on the video podcasts and making videograms that are effective on social media, like TikTok. So that's what I do. And yeah, I started out in the freelance lane, like I was saying, and just slowly but surely started climbing up and going full time. So we'll kind of get into our numbers here, but I wanted to just share that we went to Podcast Movement last year and we ran into the hosts of the Six Figure Home Studio. So it was kind of a cool full circle moment. We were all there because of them. And that was us. We all met in person for the first time. And now we're BFFs. So again, we were total strangers. I'll go back. But we will talk about numbers real quick. So my business was in 2020 when we started this. You can imagine a brick and mortar podcast studio in the middle of the pandemic when it, you're counting on in-person recordings was not good. So I made $11,000 that year. Not great, hard to live on $11,000. But the next year, 2021, $35,000. And then this year, on set to make $75,000. So, and that's just me, no employees. So, those are my numbers. Okay, so for me, I started the freelancing in 2018. And it was some, something that was just doing at night and on weekends. It wasn't huge numbers, but it was still like, I probably made like two to three thousand dollars like a year, and I was like, "All right, so people are paying me to for some of my services." And then in 2020, I after I met with them and started just dialing, dialing in like to the whole podcast production, I got up to twelve thousand dollars in revenue, and I was like, "Okay, wow, look, I just got gave myself a little raise." And then when I moved back to Texas in 2021, and it wasn't until so 2022, this year, I'm now uh, projected, yeah, to make around 90000 And this month, I just brought in $11,000 for the first time in my life. And I was like, okay, I might be able to turn this into a business and bring my wife home. And, and yeah, so that's cool. Dad. Yeah, I am a stay-at-home dad right now. So I just work on my business like in the morning and at night. I'm watching the kids. So it's 
pretty intense, busy life right now. But if I can do this part-time, part I just wondering what can I do if I'm working on it like full-time. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> with me, with us at 2020, we were already, we were working more so with like local doctors and lawyers. So we were doing like monthly, um, like, well, for the year at that time, 2020, it was a hundred that we, we had crossed over. So that was exciting um, considering a pandemic was going. And, um, uh, and then now we're up to about 200. Um, and that was also, well, you guys and, and also we're in a really good area. Like we're uh, next She's to New, New York, York City. City. Yeah. Yeah. So we get random stuff from like the heavier um, podcasters. So, um, yes, you know, we just have a different lineup and I was in the business and of like audio longer than than these guys so it, it so my numbers shouldn't scare people <laughs> because I already was doing it with other people yeah it was a different yeah different culture and and what we were doing so um yeah so it was you know good stuff six figures <laughs> yeah for me and gonna eat the mic yeah yeah uh, for me, in 2020, I made about 55000 at the end of the year. This year, I'm projected and on track for 155000 So, pretty big jump. Nice. Well done, yeah. John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, we're hoping that if any podcast producers out there, I guess any industry, really, if you're in a slump or you're losing faith, we kind of wanted to do this to show that like if you stick with it you can really start attracting clients and growing your business and it's not pie in the sky you can actually do it so in terms of running a meeting this was what someone gave us in the six figure home studio facebook group that we used as our structure for about the first year. And we meet uh, via Zoom every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central. And we've been doing that now, yeah, every week for two years. So we were going to go except through. Except on Christmas. Yeah, except on Christmas. So yeah, 10 minutes to join. And then two is uh, you do a happy crappy. So your happiest moment, your crappiest moment. What worked? What did I accomplish? And why am I proud of it? What didn't get done, your priority for the week, and then optional, kind of more abstract, who are you asked to become? What should you be doing less of? And then three is a hot seat if someone kind of has an issue that they want to go deep in. So we thought for this section of the talk, we would kind of go through some types of questions that we would bring to the group and give you a sense of that. So Nick, what's a type of problem or topic that you've brought to the group? For me, it was always about pricing. I never knew how to price my services because I started off as just editing podcasts and then I was on Fiverr on some, I had no idea how to price. It was like $30 for two hours and then eventually I did the hourly rate and I was like, I'm making a dollar an hour. This is not going to work at all. <laughs> and then I asked like, <laughs> I learned from Fela, she has one client paying her $5,000 a month. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, I'm a little far off. And <laughs> just going through there. So like pricing questions and also like how to handle clients, a lot of those questions too. 
yeah, those are like my main big ones so far. Yeah, with me, um, it's kind of the new stuff that I want to add. Um, like I'll I'll do stuff like a workshop on LinkedIn that I want to like maybe create as a course. <laughs> and I just get to use these guys as like my soundboard of like, does this make sense? You, would you pay for this? Or, you know, uh, like what, what questions do you have that I haven't even thought about? Yeah, like rehearsing yeah. things you're going to do with clients, all yeah, that role yeah. playing is role very playing. effective. <laughs> yeah, at eight in the morning uh, <laughs> about business. But, um, it's needed. So yeah, um, and, and then Alec got me into like the mindset thing. And so yeah, it, those things that, that were added in, that, that was big for me. I think for me, usually I run into very unusual emails that are like, <laughs> I don't know how to handle this particular email. I'm, I'm not trying to sound aloof, I'm just trying to figure out how to describe it. Um, where like, where like a client yeah. will have like, maybe you could interpret it as a mean tone and yeah. he'll shoot the screenshot to the group and be like, what sh how should I respond to this? Yeah, like am I in my own head about this? Am I interpreting it correctly? And I kind of want to get other people's takes on like, does it sound mean? Am I being pretty soft right now? Like, am I just taking it really hard or what? And Usually, I do interpret it correctly, and it is very savage, and I'm just like, okay, well, and then they just say you should probably just walk away from this situation and find a higher-paying client, and so I do. Um, yeah, I think that's usually the big thing that I run into. Um, can't think of anything Yeah, else. so yeah. there's a lot of just relatability and camaraderie. If you guys are entrepreneurs or you've done that thing, you know that it can kind of be a lonely path, especially if you're the solopreneur. And so it really helps to have people that know your exact problems and stresses and be able to kind of just air those out. It's amazing just when you're nervous about something and you talk about it, it makes it way easier to handle. So yeah, I would say the thing that I bring to the group a lot is needing accountability where I'll like want to do my personal podcast called Ideally. It's for creative entrepreneurs with ADHD. It's kind of a personal development podcast. And subscribe. And... I'll be like, I need to do an episode this week. I got to stay consistent. And they will ride me and text me and follow up and be that accountability that is much needed. So that's the kind of thing that I benefit from. And uh, yeah, feel free to take a picture of this or we'll, we can send it to you later. But now we want to get into how the mastermind has like directly influenced our businesses. And I guess we'll go with Nick first. Can you tell us about business developments you've had that you can tie directly back to our meetings? Yeah, so for me, one of the big ones was Fela was all about you have to get out there and network. You have to go join your local chamber of commerce. I was like, what is a chamber of commerce? So I had to Google it and like figure that out. And Something then, like 80-year-old people do. <laughs> I know. And I was like, okay, I, well, I'm just doing an online business. Why do I need to pe meet people in real life? Uh, and then every week for like two months, she's like, go out there and network. And I was like, okay, okay, I will. So I went out there, finally joined the Chamber of Commerce. I went to all of their events, started meeting people, started actually talking to people. And she's one of the reasons too, and all of y'all, like we went to the Podcast Movement Conference. I was like, I don't want to go to a conference and talk and meet to people. But that's exactly what I needed in order to grow <laughs> my business. Yeah. 
meet people. And then um, another thing was just going over the John's pricing structure, which really helped me to solidify my pricing structure. And then uh, Alec, he helped me with branding my business. He's really good at all that, like just that every word. He, he came up with that. I was like, I just needed a quick little idea. He, he put out some few ideas. And I was like, I like it. Let's go with it. So, <laughs> so yeah, I can contribute a lot to this group. Yeah, um, I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but yeah, for me it's just about mindset. Where I, um, and Alec brought to my attention um, ab abundance meditation. <laughs> they're um, on YouTube. They're on Spotify. Exactly, kind of free. Woo -woo. Is anybody can do it? It's it's all over the place. I do it one off of Amazon, just every day, and it like sets my my mind up towards making money. And that's really what I, you know, I love what I'm doing and it's, I'm passionate about it, but you got to pay bills. And so you have to be very, uh, yeah, know, know what you want, even in the financial, everything about your business. And um, that has helped me tremendously. So, um, you know, who wouldn't thought, you know, just a meditation thing, you know, um, but it, it definitely helped me with what we have going on because we're always kind of building new things to create more more money and more flow and you know help people out with their problems so yeah all right john what kind of business developments can you tie directly back to our mastermind group i would probably say the biggest thing for me this last year has been um Getting a virtual assistant would probably be the biggest thing, especially with such a fast-growing um, operation that I'm running right now. And that was pretty well stemmed off of this uh, experience that I had where I went to, where I was on vacation, but I was still working. And I was kind of venting that whole situation out. And Alex said, you should read the four-hour work week. There's probably some really good snippets in there for you. Um, and one of them was definitely a, the virtual assistant I almost said concept, they're people. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, right. And, I love uh, my concept. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Anna. Um, and I mean, the minute I've actually read like the initial chapter about virtual assistants, I just texted the whole group and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to hire someone like this summer. That'll be the summer project is to get someone uh, signed on and working with me. And this week, that's what's going on. I have like very low workload, but the gears are still moving and I'm still making money. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So. Yeah, because John would log into the meetings from vacation every time and he would be super stressed and we'd be like, why are you stressed? You're on vacation. And it would always be that he was sending out a ton of emails and texts. Yeah, just getting done with like 10 emails before I hopped on and I'm like just sweating bullets like, okay, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. just like, yeah. And I would say my business developments have been, luckily, the last podcast movement was in Nashville. I lived in Memphis, but at the time I was like, I don't have the money to go to podcast movement. I can't do this. But all three of them had bought tickets and were going to fly in to go. And so I was like, well, I can't be the only one that doesn't go, especially when I live three hours from where it's happening. And the founder isn't going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forced them to call me the founder. <laughs> Um, but so I ended up getting a ticket and I drove over there and we ran into those six figure home studio guys and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And one of them recommended this podcast called The Future with Chris Doe. Do you guys know that one? 
Yeah, it's a great podcast, great YouTube channel. And he's basically all about pricing and kind of valuing yourself creative, helping creatives value themselves. So I started listening to that, and I'll tie that back in. But then also Nick, later that year, was like, I'm doing a coaching program for with Brian, and it costs $5,000. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so expensive, I can't afford that. But I was like, there's only 10 spots, nine were filled. And so I made it happen and I got into that coaching group and I had a prospective client that week. And so I just immediately was like, what should I charge this client? Because I had a launch package, 10 episodes for $1,200, not great. And he was like, oh, you should do uh, $10,000 for that. And I was like, oh boy. and. So I sent an email for the 10 grand package and they were like, oh, cool, no problem, and just immediately paid it. So I was like, wait a second, I just went up like $9,000 just because I asked? Can't be that easy. Can't be that easy, yeah. but then it was. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, well, this is kind of crazy. I was listening to the Chris Doe podcast and he's like, whatever you're doing right now, drop it and go double your rates. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. Because I have a recording studio. And we were doing, I think, 65 an hour. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do 135 an hour. And I changed it to that, thinking no one would ever buy. And immediately got someone who booked like 10 hours like that afternoon. And I was just like, holy cow. And so all of these things can be traced to the media diet and the coaching that I never would have tapped into if it wasn't for them, because there weren't many spots in that coaching program, and I heard about it at the last minute from him. So it's been really cool having these big business developments where sometimes you'll have a month where you make more in a month than you did in previous years. And it's really cool to kind of have this rising tide with your friends. Yeah, another thing was just... I, did, I was kind of nervous to like work with other podcast producers. I was like, is that like, am I allowed to be friends with my competition? But then what I learned was like, if we help each other out and we can produce even more podcasts, then the podcast industry grows even more. And then there's just like more money flowing into the industry itself. So if you can have a hundred podcasts and me too, and like all of us, just like the more that we can grow and develop, the more the industry will grow. So I think it's good for you to network and connect with people, whether they're in your industry, just to help each other out. And the more giving you can be, I've noticed will also always in return help you grow as well yeah. do you guys have any notes I, I was just gonna add like it's kind of one of those things where you know when you're in your own world and you're in your own bubble and you're doing the same grind and you're not like reaching out to like-minded people or you know competitors you only think of like well nothing no rate can be higher than fifty dollars it's like a project to edit a podcast so to reach out and communicate with other people and seeing like what they're doing and why and how and what brought that on, it's like, oh, okay, that actually makes sense. And I didn't think about the phrase, I didn't think about that. It's like when you talk to other people, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I could try that out and see what happens. And it's like, oh, I just tried it out and I made whatever your, yeah, thousands, of, yeah, a lot more than $50 an episode. <laughs>
Yeah, and we're not trying to say, like, just raise your rates if you suck at your craft. We're saying that a lot of people are really good at their craft, and they've been doing it for a long time, and they're still charging the things they were charging when they sucked at their craft. Because you, I don't know if it's low self-worth or self-esteem or whatever, but sometimes it's scary to charge more. And another example, yeah, is like when we were coming in with like, yeah, we charge 30 an hour for this or that. And Fela's like, yeah, I'm on $5,000 retainers with these companies. I was like, wow. Did a double take and you yeah. got whiplash from it. <laughs> and so again, I tried it out. I have a client and we were doing $270 for video episodes, like maybe once or twice a month. So between 270 and 500 bucks a month. And I said... By the way, we're switching to a retainer model, and it'll be twelve fifty a month. No matter how many episodes you do or don't do, that'll be it. Thinking of Fela, and they just said, "Oh, okay, no problem." And again, almost quadrupled just by asking. So, how many of you are actual producers with clients? Okay, I'm so curious what everyone actually does, and was if this stuff is actually applicable. Okay, I'm getting some nods. I'm getting some nods. We've got 15 minutes left. Do you guys want to, or do you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, with, with pricing, you got to realize who you're dealing with. Um, I got in, like I, you know, Nick was saying with the chamber, um, I knew that people with businesses, they have money, but no time. So I concentrated on finding people with money and no time. So then I could <laughs> charge those prices at five, six grand or whatever a month because I'm giving you something that you couldn't do. You don't have the time to do, but you need it. You have to be known. You have to be out there. I mean, I don't care what you are, plumber, electrician, which we have real estate, doctors, lawyers, contractors that we do content for. And it doesn't have to be per se just podcasts. We're doing, you know, like with, with Alec, he was saying he was doing video. We do video as well inside of our studio. And we'll go you know, to our local places. Again, we're in like New York City, New Jersey. You're going to get New, New York City, New Jersey prices. <laughs> like that's just, you know, I, I, I have the, you know, the backup. Like you said, you have to be good. I was, our, I was doing, you know, podcasts with heavy people already. So therefore, they felt like the, the value is there. Um, and so you have to put that same value with your pricing. Yeah, so ha having this group it helped me to understand like the different value levels. So when I first joined, I was just editing podcasts. And then after that, I was then editing and then hosting the podcast and publishing. And then it like turned into now I'm doing the show notes and everything and the graphics. And then it like turned into like now I'm helping you to develop your ideas and your theme and actually understanding the purpose behind your podcast. Is it going to be a passion project or is it going to, do you want it to fuel your business? And that's just helped me to like understand that I'm always looking for the, my next, like, how am I going? How do I be more valuable to my my clients? And like another crazy story, I just met with this woman who owns a big podcast production company. She's like, yeah, I just work with uh, Fortune 500 companies and big brands. I was like, okay, well, how much do you charge? She's like, uh, a quarter of a million for eight episodes. And I'm just like, what? How do you get to that level? You know? So there's always another level for you to get to. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say one funny story is 
three or four years ago, I was early on, but a company asked for a like quote, and so I sent them the quote, and we had all these great meetings, and they finally went with me, and I love working with them, and I was honored, but I accidentally got sent, forwarded an email from their team that said, we're going with Alec because he underbid by $30,000 all the other people we were talking to. And that was, again, one of those, like, $30,000? And, like, in my wildest dreams, I didn't know people were charging that much for a launch package. So even, even early on, like, I could have raised my prices. So, yeah, it... It's crazy sometimes you just don't realize that there are people with money who want excellence and you can bring that. And so, like, don't ever get caught up in the idea that, like, because you know someone who is broke and can't afford to pay you, that everyone is like that and that you should feel bad. Do you guys have any? Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do not listen to broke people. Yeah. So we've got 10 minutes left. And yeah, do you guys want to do a Q&A? We, we plowed through. All right. I guess. Oh, yeah. I'm going out. I'm going out. All right. Who's up? All right. Hey, thanks, guys. This is super helpful, and uh, I'll probably talk to you after, and uh, maybe try to join this mastermind group if possible. But uh, so I, so basically, I ended up creating the current business I have because one thing I struggled with at the beginning was trying to find higher-paying customers that wanted to do end-to-end full video podcasts in a studio in Southwest Florida. And um, so, what are some of the the what are some of the concerns or the people that actually want to pay maybe $15,000 for a launch package for 10 episodes, what are the, the kind of themes that they have trouble with that you can actually solve where a $15,000 launch package is not a big deal to them because you're delivering such a value? Like, What are the things that you think I should be looking for in terms of ideal clients, what their pain points are, and then how I can help them solve that with something like this? Great question. Do you guys want to um, take it? I, I personally go for businesses. Um, I, the personal stuff, they, they just can't afford what I need. Yeah, they can't afford it. Um, and as far as, I mean, the base level stuff, I mean, it, you probably what's already in your launch package is what ev- is in everybody's launch package. Um, it's just they want to know it's going to go down and that it's going to happen. They don't. They can put the money towards it. I mean, they're literally throwing money at the problem, like that. That's what they're wanting to do, and not have to look back and be like, "Uh, did you get? Is this deadline? Are we?" They're paying you to really just be on time, and just really deliver the product at the highest quality that they've already seen. So yeah, it's not really anything extra per se. But if they're willing to deal with you in the first place. They're, you know, that's what I've found. I noticed that, like, they don't care, like, that you know how to mix or master and make it sound great. They just expect that. They just want someone to take over the project for them and to, like, guide them through it. And the better you can do that and the quicker you can do that, the higher valuable you're going to be for them. And then, of course, the 
the bigger, the, I guess, the more money they have, the more valuable you are going to be for them, I guess, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would give an example of just a quick direct example of like, say I have a real estate client. This is a real example. I, realizing that the videograms I make, like say they do a zip code breakdown of every zip code around town, and I make a videogram for each of those, and they can just send those to their clients. If they sell one house or whatever, one deal, they've already made up like twice my monthly retainer, and they know that. And so there's these ways that there's this inherent value, and sometimes the videogram stuff strokes egos, but they like to be out there, they look good. And yeah, the YouTube discoverability, things like that. I also, you know, I have a client that pays me $3,000 an episode, and it's uh, largely too because I host it. And I have a brick and mortar in Memphis. They know they can fly people in and have a nice, beautiful space to record. So yeah. it's sort of finding these reliable, valuable positions and just rolling with it. I had no idea any of this when I started, by the way. Hey, hello, everyone, and thank you for this. So my question is, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, right? But how do you find and understand the difference between your value and your worth for those individuals, for your ideal clients? So, of course, you can say, hey, we don't have conversations with broke people, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. But where do you find the individuals in your own lane to find the ones that want what you have? Oh, you got I'll give you oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Great that's question. What, again, that's why I was getting on Nick. You need to meet these people. The 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 real money people. You got to meet them in person. That's not gonna be social media normally, um, unless you have a name behind you already. In, in a way, I kind of we kind of have that because our Google SEO is really good for the New York City area. But it, and we've done heavier stuff with heavier people, so we'll get calls from LA. For certain stuff, but I, the, the five thousand dollar a month clients, those were people that I had met, and that you know I knew what was going on, and and I knew that they could handle it. Um, I haven't really seen, I haven't booked anything. I don't know if you guys have either, just off of an ad, like of that cow of like ten grand, like off, like everything. Most of that has been in like. In person, Nick has landed a lot of clients just this week. Do you want to speak to how you found those people? So I started helping business owners with their podcast to help them grow their business. And so they're normally interviewing other business owners. And every time they interview that person, I reach out to that person. I say, that was such a wonderful episode you did. And then I just start developing, develop a connection with them. So I guess through LinkedIn or whatnot, and then they know what I do, and then I just, I guess luckily, not luckily, because I've been putting myself out there, I've been networking, and then when people see, like, oh, I need someone to help me launch a podcast, then they referred them to me, so it was like a, just a random school district in Los Angeles who wanted to start a podcast, and they were in a forum saying, like, I need help, and then someone said, oh, Nick Chamberlain knows how to do that. So just the more you put yourself out there and networking, which is, for heart, me, it's like scary. But the more you do it, the, the better it gets. I think really, for me, I would just say, like, I can add or agree to all that. Because I've been really trying to do the whole social media game and doing the whole Google Ads game. And really, the traction has been very non-existent. 
if I'm being real with myself. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I've been trying to go to a lot more in-person meetups and stuff like that. And I've recently have had really good discussions with I'm thinking of one person in particular where I've asked around people that I'm friends with who've worked with this person. They're like, oh, yeah, I just give them like a number and they'll just say go for it. And I'm like, sweet. Yeah. So it's really in person is what I'm agreeing to. Yeah. Another thing, too, is just literally defining and knowing who you want to reach, because sometimes as you're starting out and if you're freelancing, you'll be taking on a lot of different clients and some people don't have budgets. And it, eventually, you have to get to a point where you have to be able to fire some people you work with, even if they're your friends, you know, you've worked with them for a long time. And we always deal with that where it's like, I feel so bad moving on, but you only have so much brain bandwidth. And if you've got three or four clients that, you know, you're, you've got on an old pricing structure, you, you sometimes just have to let them go and then know exactly who you're trying to reach. And like, say it's thought leaders, like he was saying, if your whole website is designed for rich Mark Cuban thought leaders, then when they find you, they're like, that's our guy. Whereas it should turn off 90% of people, but there should be like that 10% that's like, this is our person because he, he or she made that for, for me. You know what I mean? I don't know, did that answer your question a little? Okay. Uh, Do we have yeah. uh, another? Oh, yeah, we'll say, yeah, let's go. Uh, Super simple question. What is the average length for the businesses of your podcasts? How short or how long do you go? And your, you know, what you're presenting. Oh, that kind of depends. I, I 30 minute podcast to like 90 minute at times. So that that's always, and, and, and I've had that in the same podcast. A 30-minute version, and then they'll do a long marathon almost. So, Yeah, yeah 30 to 90. Yeah, <laughs> that's everything in between. Yeah. Let's see. Here we go. We'll run over here. Thank you. Um, was the purpose of this panel for you guys to encourage us to join and start our own mastermind group? Yes. And if so, <laughs> how would you recommend doing that, and how often do you guys meet? And have you ever considered like selling a mastermind to others? Yeah, we meet every week. Um, yeah. Hadn't thought about it. Every so. <laughs> Tuesday on Zoom. Wednesday. Wednesday. Excuse me. Every Wednesday. We used to meet on Tuesdays. First day. And yeah, we were hoping in the description of this me meeting, it says like, hopefully you can find some people to do a mastermind with that are here. So I don't know if you guys want to mix and mingle after this. But uh, yeah, raise your hand if you're interested in forming your own mastermind. Okay, cool. So there's a ton of people. So yeah, y'all, y'all connect. We're currently not selling something like that. We just wanted to share how much it's helped us. But next year, maybe we should sell this. We'll cash in. We'll sell out. Hey, and, and actually, you can uh, uh, go on to my website, which is oneofoneproductions.com. One is spelled out O-N-E. Um, and sign up to the email list, and I'll, I'll send out, like, some, uh, like, at least, like, the slide we had talked about yeah, that earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we got 20 seconds. And somebody needs to win this book. <laughs> so, question for each one of you. When these businesses are approaching you guys, what is their problem? Is it brand awareness, or do they actually want a podcast? What is their problem? Uh, brand awareness. They just want to get out there. Um, and really, that's what everybody should be doing. You should be doing that. We do this for our businesses as well. You have to get it out there. 
So. Yeah, you share value, like a real estate person shares value that they know everything about the zip codes. People are like, oh, I like that guy. He shared his podcast with me. I want to work with him. Yeah. All right. Good work, y'all. Well, All right. thank you guys so much for having us. I hope this was helpful. And let's see. This this has been the problem is I don't know how to give it away. But maybe to the gentleman who wanted to form his own mastermind. <laughs> He's already reading I, it. <laughs> who Who wants it? I can't, I can't give it to Dennis. <laughs> yeah, who, yeah who's right. traveled to Florida? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's from Florida. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I'm just doing a line of sight there. But and, and please come to the Dystopia booth. Um, we ha I have our audio kits, and we can talk more, and maybe these guys will be around. And Yeah. Totally. Thank you, Thank everyone. Thank you guys so much.